Hello and welcome to the Church Music Makers Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Harmon. Normally at this point, I would talk about easychoirmusic.com, and I will, but I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about my coffee provider. Yeah, I know. We're all pretty much powered by some sort of caffeinated beverage, right? And for many of us, coffee is that vice. Well, I live in Houston, and locally I found a great, great coffee roaster. It's purifycoffee.com, P-U-R-E-F-I coffee.com. Now, you're probably listening to this and saying, but I don't live in Houston. Well, here's the good news. They ship to you. They roast everything fresh and ship it. And let me tell you, this company is amazing. Uh, it's founded by a guy, Chris Johnson, great, great guy. And one of the things that he has a heart for is ministry. And so when you buy coffee, whether it's a whole bean coffee, whether it's uh, a ground coffee from Purify, it goes to help ministry. Not only ministry for individuals here in the area, but it also does ministry in those areas where the coffee beans are grown. It's just an amazing, amazing company. And I'm excited to um, use that, uh, not only get really good coffee, but to be helping in that opportunity to minister and care for others. Um, so I encourage you to check it out, P-U-R-E-F-I coffee.com. Now on to Easy Choir Music. EasyChoirMusic.com has such a great, great treasure trove of resources for you. Whether it's two-part, uh, whether it's SAB or even three-part, um, whether you need church or school music, uh, SATB music, if you're blessed to have that many people singing right now, it's all digital. So it's a budget stretcher. You buy the PDF, and you can also buy recordings too, which is which is a huge, huge help. You buy all that once, and then you make as many copies, or you can share digitally with uh, with everybody in your group, and, and and that's forever. It's so great. So definitely go over to easychoirmusic.com and check it out. And if you're doing virtual choir recordings, um, Check that out too. They'll they'll put it together for you and and do a fantastic job. The turnaround is really easy and really quick. Um, but definitely go check all that out. On today's podcast, we're talking about goals. I know we're a month past the new year, and initially this was going to be my plan for the first episode of the new year. Season three, episode one was going to start the first week of January, but something happened along the way for me. I got COVID. And luckily for me, thankfully, my symptoms were relatively mild. Um, I had fever for a few days and a whole lot of fatigue. So I pretty much was in bed for about 10 days and really didn't do much of anything. Um, so I'm fully recovered, thankfully. Um, I've been back to my classroom teaching position now for a week and a half. 
um, which has been fantastic and, and wonderful. I've missed my students, so it's been great to work with them. But I think it's still applicable for us, even now. Because really, you know, we're, we're early on into February here. Looking back at what you planned, what your New Year's resolutions, I used air quotes, you can't see it, but your New Year's resolutions, right? We all do it. We have those things. It's a new year. I'm going to start again. Or it's a new month. I'm going to start again. I'm going to do this. How are you doing with that? How are you doing with those goals, right? We wanna wanna exercise more, we wanna eat right, I'm gonna practice more, I'm gonna do all these things. And while we may have good intentions, we may not always be successful. A book that I, I've read and absolutely loved and have come back to a few times is the book Finish by John Acuff. John is an amazing author. He provides humor and insight and, and does it in a very, very wonderfully mixed way. I mean, he goes from uh, the humor to, to some really great insights just like that. Um, and I'm going to share a little bit from his book, Finish, because I think this is important. Um, and it's really what caught me about the book. So he's talking about goals. And he says, despite all the work we put into planning our goals, despite the new sneakers and diets and business plans, we miss the day that matters most. The day that is why I'm not allowed to buy black beans at Costco anymore. The store will let me. It's not a management decision, although I do abuse those free samples. One day they were giving out Oreos for the seven Americans who have never experienced that cookie. The conversation with the employee handing them out was awkward because I felt like I had to pretend I'd never heard of them. What do you call this? A chocolate cookie sandwich? No. The name is Oreo? Am I saying that correctly? How whimsical. The reason I can't buy black beans is that they only sell them in pallet quantity. You can't just buy one. You have to buy a thousand cans. That's a lot of beans, but at least once a year, I believe I need this amount. While exercising, I decide to get serious. I remember that in Timothy Ferris's book, The 4-Hour Body, he recommends a simple breakfast of eggs, black beans, spinach, cumin, and salsa. When my family sees me rooting around the cupboard for black beans, they all groan. Oh no, here we go again. They know that for the next 12 days in a row, I am going to eat black beans. Why only 12? Because on day 13, I'm going to get too busy, have a meeting, or be on a business trip without my traveling beans. Upon missing one day, I will quit the whole endeavor. Once the streak is broken, I can't pick it back up. My record is no longer perfect, so I quit altogether. This is a surprisingly common reaction to mistakes. If you interview people about why they quit their goals, they all use similar language. I fell behind and couldn't get back on track. Life got in the way and my plans got derailed. The project got jumped the tracks and got too messy to fix. The words might be different, but they're all saying the redundant same thing. When it stopped being perfect, I stopped too. 
You missed one day of your diet and then decided the whole thing was dumb. You were too busy to write one morning and so you put your unfinished book back on the shelf. You lost one receipt and then gave up on your entire budget for the month. I'm not picking on you for giving in to perfectionism. I've fallen into it many times as well. One February, I ran 75 miles. Then I ran 71 in March and 73 in April. You know how much I ran in May? Eight miles. Can you guess June's total? Three. Why? Because when my perfect exercise streak hit a roadblock, I stopped. This is the first lie that perfectionism tells you about goals. Quit if it isn't perfect. You get a little bit of, of a sense of John's writing style here, but the point is clear in that last paragraph. We do this so often. We expect things to be perfect. And if we're not perfect, then it's not worth doing. Or if we mess up, or we miss a day, or we do something incorrectly, we quit. I'll raise my hand. I'm guilty. Guilty of that. Whether it's eating right, whether it's exercise, whether it's practice, whatever the case is, I'm quick to say, well, you know, I tried and I failed. And I'm on to some other goal or I'm on to something else. So let's go back for a second to those January goals that you've laid out, or maybe even your February goals that you're already starting on and working on. I'm going to ask the question again. How are you doing with them? Now, you're looking back probably in January and saying, well, you know, I started off really good. I was eating well, like John was talking about. I go through 12 days of eating black beans and then day 13, something happens. And that's typically what happens for us, especially when we talk about New Year's resolutions and goals and things like that. We make it through the first maybe 15, maybe 20, maybe even the whole month. But somewhere along the way, we fall. And for many of us, we quit. We stop because it's not perfect. And what would happen if God looked at us and said, you know what? You've been trying really hard to live your life perfectly, but you know, you just screwed up so bad. So you know what? I'm not going to have anything to do with you. We know better, right? We read the Bible and we know that God loves us with an amazing love that's beyond our comprehension. God doesn't just say, you know what, you tried and you failed, so eh, I'm done. No. God loves us and says, you know what, you fell down. Let's get back up and let's try again. And that's what I'm telling you today. You may still be perfect in your goals. Great, that's awesome. Or you may be like most people and you've stumbled or you've fallen along the way. Okay, it happens. Get back up, dust yourself off, and go for it. Go again, start those goals again. Whether it's, I'm gonna practice every day for 
30 minutes. Now, here's the other thing, and this is something else that John talks about in the book. And a lot of times, uh, again, I'm looking in the mirror, I know I'm guilty of it. We set our goals too high, right? So I could sit down and say, all right, so the month of February, I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, that's good, right? But here's the reality. February has 28 days. It's the shortest month of the year. For any person trying to lose 10 pounds in 28 days is pretty drastic. What if I said, you know, I, I, I think I could lose 10 pounds, but maybe I'll go for five. I'm going to set my goal there. And what if I actually did get to that 10 pound weight loss? Well, I'm, I'm looking pretty good, right? I'm successful because I, I just doubled that. But the flip side of it is, what if I set my goal at I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the month and I only lose seven? Well, I've failed, right? See the point? And a lot of times what we do is we set that goal and we set that bar probably higher than it needs to be. To say, okay, I'm going to get in the, in the habit of practicing regularly. What does regularly look like? Is it daily? That's nice. I mean, that's noble. But the reality is life gets in the way, right? Whether you have children or other responsibilities, the, the time and the opportunity to sit down and practice may not be there. And so maybe you say, okay, I'm going to start with three times a week. 20 minutes. Well then, if you have extra time and you're able to practice, now you've looked now you're a success. Now you're not a failure. Now you're you're not imperfect. And I think that's one of the things that we fail on when we're looking at goal setting. And it's one of the things that John talks about in the book is giving ourselves grace. Understanding that Things come up. Life gets in the way. You may be doing great at making healthy choices, but now you have to go out of town or go visit family. And <sighs> there's so many choices and you may not have made the best choices. Okay. So you start back again. It's not the end of the world. It's not okay, I failed, so you know, I'm just going to sit down with a box of Oreos and I'm going to eat them all in one sitting. No, you don't do that. That's sabotage. But many of us do it. Many of us do. And a lot of times we call it stress. <laughs> and legitimately so. I mean, there's, there's some definite unhealthy ways that all of us deal with stress. And Lord knows, not only being in ministry, not only being in music ministry, but being in music ministry right now in the middle of a pandemic is hard, is stressful, is challenging, is frustrating, is exhausting. We're all there. But yet we can come back to those goals we can come back to um, setting a plan in place. And it's not a bad thing. 
in 2020, my goal was to participate in a 5K monthly. I'm not a runner to that point yet. Um, I walk. Um, not as regularly again and walking as I should. But I've really enjoyed participating in 5Ks. And so I had a 5K that I did on January 1st. I had another 5K I did in February. I had one set for March. And guess what happened? Yeah. There wasn't anything going on from March through pretty much the end of the year. Although I did do one 5K in early November that was actually an in-person one. So I could look at 2021 and say, okay, well, you know, gee, I totally failed in my plan. I was going to do 12 5Ks. I was going to do one a month, and I did three. That was bad. No. Considering what went on, three was pretty good. So for 2021, my goal is I'm going to do four 5Ks. I've already done one virtually last weekend, which was no different than my regular walk. I just timed it and kept track of it and turned it in. And I ended up getting hot chocolate and uh, a really nice jacket out of it because it was a hot chocolate 5K. But um, I've signed up for another one in, in April. And I know there's at least two more in the fall that I want to do. So that goal will be pretty easily attained as long as I don't pull any muscles or break any bones or anything like that, and I'm not intending to. But that's the thing, is that we set those goals maybe just a little bit lower so that then when we go past them, now we, we say, oh, gee, I can do this. I think that's a helpful thing. And I think one of the most important things when it comes to goal setting and planning, we can't do it alone. There's no way, whether it's health, whether it's practice, whether it's whatever the case is, we can't do it alone. We need that support, whether it's from a spouse or a family member or friend or pastor or whoever. Whatever your goal is, find somebody else and share it with them. Say, this is what I want to do. Will you support me in that? And maybe that support is, hey, I'll walk with you or I'll run with you or you know, I'll go to the gym with you. Great. If you can have somebody to, to hold you accountable and partner with you to do it, great. Or if it's somebody to say, hey, I'm going to check in on you. I'm going to pray for you. And make sure, try my best to hold you accountable. That's huge. It makes all the difference in the world. So I'd really encourage you, like I said, go check out John Acuff's book, Finish. Um, it's, it's a great, great read and gives you a lot of insight and ideas on how to finish things. And the interesting thing with, with John... Um, is the the first uh, first idea, book that he wrote in this 
thought process was actually called start. Um, and start was basically that, right? Getting started on things because a lot of times um, that can be a challenge. And I actually, back when that book came out, responded to an email from John about um, a secret project that needed machetes. I thought this sounded interesting. And I had read a little bit of John's writing. Um, and it turned out to be um, absolutely life-changing for me um, because it got me in a group on Facebook of like-minded people that are amazing encouragers that um, give fantastic advice and have totally amazingly changed my life in so many different ways. But in the introduction to finish, John talks about how he got it backward. We should have started with finish. Started at the finish line. And I think for many of us, that's the challenge, right? We have that goal in mind. But we don't always know quite exactly how to get there. And so that's one of the things uh, that we're going to start walking through a little bit this year. We're On the podcast, we're going to walk through... Obviously, some practical things. Um, I've got I've got some interviews and conversations lined up with people that are gonna give you some great insight and and help in how to do what we do well. And I think there are plenty of great resources and people that do that so much better than me. But where I feel called is to walk with you through the challenges, the stresses, the the, the everyday struggles of ministry. Because I lived through it. I was a pastor's kid. I grew up, until I graduated from college, I lived literally next door to the church. It was my life. And for 18 years, I was a full-time church musician. I've been through it. I've been in churches that said, well, sorry, we're cutting your position. That hurts. It can make you bitter. It can make you angry. It can cause a lot of stress and a lot of issues. I've been through that. I've been through the joys of making music with people. I've been through the questioning, why am I doing this? Is it really worth it? Maybe you've never, ever asked yourself that question, but I'm guessing you probably have somewhere along the way. We're going to walk through those things over over this year of how do we take care of ourselves? And that's not just physical diet and exercise. That's important and we're going to go there. But it's also how are you making time for your personal worship and your devotion time? And spending time and reading God's word. How are you connecting to other people? Whether that's relationships in your church, outside of your church, friendships, whatever that is. If you're married, how are you being the best spouse that you can be? In spite of the challenges and struggles and time pulls and guilt that comes with ministry. If you're married and you have children... How are you dealing with being a parent in the midst of 
the struggles and challenges and guilt and everything else that come with ministry. I think you get my point. There's a lot that we can go through and a lot that we can unpack. And my hope is through the blog and through the podcast here that you walk away with some help. You walk away with some encouragement. You walk away saying, I'm not alone in this. But most importantly, my hope and my prayer is that you walk away with some tools to help you be the best that you can be. Because the reality is, if we're not at our peak, if we're not filled up, if we're not caring for ourselves, how in the world are we going to be able to care for others, whether that's our spouse, whether that's our children, whether that's ministry? We can fake it. Believe me, I've done it. We can fake things for so long before it really takes a toll on us. And I don't want you to get to that point because it's not fun. It hurts. It's painful. So not everything is going to be, trust me, I don't want it to be not downers and not negatives, but I want, I want this to be something that's encouraging and helpful so there'll there'll be a good mix of some some you know some tough things and some positive things but i wanted to start with goals i wanted to start with planning because i think that's so important for all of us so if you have done great with your goals awesome if you haven't done so great with your goals it's okay Give yourself grace. I'd love to hear from you. Please email me. My email is churchmusicmakers at gmail.com. Churchmusicmakers, all one word, at gmail.com. Or if you're on Facebook, there's the Church Music Makers uh, Facebook group. Um, and I'd love to have you join that and participate in the discussion there. Uh, Monday through Friday, I ask a daily question and, and try to get some conversation going and get some responses, um, which has been really, really interesting to, to see and, and see some of that feedback that's been coming in. Or if you have a question or something you're struggling with, throw it out in the group. We have over 1,400 people in the group right now. Um, and I'd love to see that become a place of encouragement and help and hope. Because ministry is not easy. We are called to do something wonderful. We are called to serve God's people. But the problem is, we're called to serve God's people. <laughs> and people can be opinionated. People can be demanding. People can be bossy, but yet when we get all those people on the same page, literally, when we're talking about music and we get them focused in the right direction, beautiful things can happen. That's our goal, ultimately, is to make music to God's glory. And I know that right now there's so many questions, there's so much uncertainty because of the coronavirus. We're going to walk through that too. 
because you've probably had a few extra things added to your list of weekly responsibilities. And that may be bringing extra stress. All in all, we have a goal. Our goal, ultimately, is to praise God with music. It's not always the easiest thing to do. We are called to lead God's people in song. We are called to worship and glorify God's name. And that is one of the highest callings we could ever have. But we have to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and not stressing ourselves out, not running ourselves ragged, not neglecting ourselves or our families. That's what this podcast is here for. It's here to bring you encouragement. It's here to bring you help. So let's close the podcast with prayer. Father, I thank you for these amazing people who are listening and the gifts that you have given to them. Lord, I ask that you would work in us and through us. Give us wisdom and insight as to how best to care for ourselves so that we can care for your people. Whether that's in our own homes, with starting with our spouses and our, fa- and our children and our families, and leading into the congregations that we serve. I pray that you would work through us, give us joy in what we do, so that we can joyfully lead your people in song. And I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Check back next week for another episode. We're going to talk about what happens when you have your job cut. Not always a pretty thing, but we'll talk more about it next week. Thanks for listening. God bless and have a great day.